Welcome back to Design Pod with me, Hamish Kilburn. Before we dive into this episode, which is a juicy one, I have a little announcement of my own. I'm so thrilled to say that I've become the new host for the Marriott Bonvoy Behind the Design podcast, which will be available from September from wherever you get your podcasts from. It's been a bit of a process to get to this stage, including pilot episodes, focus groups, and so many meetings about how we're going to carve out the series. But I couldn't be happier to finally be in a position to tell you first, our lovely listeners of DesignPod, that it's happening. In the series, I essentially explore spectacular hotels around the world by sharing in-depth conversations with the people behind the design and architecture decisions. And honestly, it's been so much fun making this series with so many talented people in the production team and at Marriott HQ. And I really hope that you're able to listen in. And if we've done our job correctly, you'll be virtually transported to explore these incredible spaces. But back to Design Pod. In this episode of the podcast, I was in my element when I met Avilo Lefretov, who is the development director for a hotel that is put simply extraordinary and I don't say that lightly. Svart, a 95 key hotel that is expected to open in 2024, will become the world's first energy positive hotel. I really wanted to understand what that actually meant. Its phase one architecture was designed by Snowetta and its interior design has been imagined by Space Copenhagen. Now you really have to see the renders in order to understand the complexity and the level of details that's gone into this project. So we've published all of those on the Hotel Designs Instagram page at Hotel Designs. So head over there to have a look and then listen into the episode, why don't you? All you really need to know though, before listening into my interview with Avilo, who is also a designer and architect in his own right, is that the Wellness Hotel will sit under a glacier in Norway. And it was recently revealed that it will be operated by Six Senses. So Avilo was in London for a few days and I managed to catch up with him in the comfort of the Monotti London showroom. Here's the interview. Avilo, welcome to the Design Pod sofa. You're here from Portugal, so you're here for a couple of days, which is amazing we've managed to capture you here in the moment. Um, you've been on the scene for a while, but one of the most interesting projects you've worked on recently has to be Svart. I mean, that hotel is incredible. Can you just describe that to our listeners? Uh, well, thank you for having me. And uh, yes, it is indeed <laughs> quite a spectacular project. Um, and it is probably the most interesting thing that I've been involved in the last, I would say, last five years. Um, well, it's, uh, it's a very personal story from point of view of my uh, Norwegian partners. Um, it was started all about how we can create the most uh, carbon neutral, energy positive building. There, is it, there it is, uh, mostly because the aspirations are driven most through, you know, saving the planet and kind of how we can actually do better uh, when it comes to the built environment. And, um, the location by itself spoke very personally to all of us. I mean, let's just talk about the location because yeah. it's, it's in Norway. Yeah. It's in the shadow of a glacier mm -hmm. and it's just on its own, isolated. Basically, one side is the fjord where the actual building is floating above and on the back of it is the uh, glacier lake. Were there other locations that you had in mind or was that always it's, Again, it was that very personal touch when, we, when, when uh, my business partner went there, he completely fell in love with the the serenity of the place, the beauty of the, the, the landscape, uh, the pureness of the water, just the nature itself. And 
when he finds out that there was all these other plans to develop something rather orthodox or, uh, and not environmentally friendly per mm -hmm. se, uh, he just kind of jumped on the board to see what can be happening. And as the universe, universe has it, basically four weeks later, the back then owners came back to him with an offer to sell uh, out of literally nowhere. We haven't even been in touch with them beforehand. Yeah. So um, that's kind of all how the story started. And uh, we spent quite a lot of time. Um, we had to delay twice well, COVID for one reason, but the first delay was more about really going and spending enough time to understand how we can actually really do the design from a point of view of sustainability. Because from our point of view, it's not simply, you know, water conservation or solar panels or whatever. It's, it's just looking through the whole economical, holistic yeah. 360 kind of approach, Absolutely. which um, we've noticing that many projects don't do. Um, well, I'm not going to lie. When, when the project first landed in my inbox, mm. as this is something to look forward to, the renders looked incredible. But then I saw the headline of it being the, the first energy positive hotel. And I was thinking, oh, OK, it's another PR spiel. But when you read into what you're doing, it's, it's groundbreaking, really. I mean, I, I guess what the what trying to be modest here. <laughs> <laughs> Don't do that. <laughs> It's uh, an extraordinary project. It is an extraordinary project, but I think the innovation and the kind of the groundbreaking point of it, which is quite understating, is actually being able to connect the dots between already very much a lot of existing technologies and some of those that we're currently developing ourselves, but also with other companies. And what was for us quite uh, shocking is to realize that all these, especially a lot of the technologies are already available, all the methods are already available, but yet nobody is putting them together. Okay. So I guess the, the key uniqueness of the project is being able to actually connect the dots between the various different existing, very well traditional techniques and methods with the new technology to make it more efficient and, and, and from a building perspective, but also from an energy perspective, and then put it all together and just make them work as a cross-industry project because sustainability has to be cross-industry. It cannot simply be just a singular unit looking at two singular elements of it. So I would say besides the architecture itself, it lands quite nicely within the landscaping, although being very futuristic in a way, uh, but it's really more about how do you put it all together? Yeah. Uh, the methodology of it and, and the thought process of uh, what do you do? And we're trying to really extract because from a waste point of view, and I just recently, uh, as you know, I was uh, preparing myself for a rather bizarre TED talk, which was quite interesting, but um, in the end, but then just looking at the facts and just going back into this whole method of how much waste we actually do produce on a daily basis. And uh, uh, it's just kind of outstanding. And I think I was, I was on a round table recently with a load of developers and mm. they were saying that that really is going to be the next focus when it comes to sustainability and conscious design and development is the waste. No, absolutely. I mean, for starters, I mean, 42% of building industry is producing all the carbon dioxide already as a green, uh, green gas emissions. But then purely waste is 8% of all global emissions. And the food industry, secondary, it's another <laughs> whole issue that we don't want to talk. And being a hotel, there's so much waste in hotel when it comes to food. Um, so one of the things that we've actually developed with um, our sister company and together with Nokia is actually a product called uh, Net Zero Lab. Essentially, it's a portable data centers which we utilizing and develop a, a tech which is capturing the well, the waste of methane before it kind of been released to the atmosphere 
and converting it to electricity for the recycling of the food waste of the hotel operation. Right. So really looking this from the green farm of production of foods all the way down to the recycling and returning it back into the circle, yeah. um, which created a, a, a zero waste uh, product. Um, on top of it is the ability to create through that a byproduct for, for, for food with uh, the animal farms or, or the other, uh, the green farm itself, but also creating green credits. And that's yeah. something that is quite unique because we're really aiming, we're kind of clearly getting closer to designing that process at the moment where we can offset entirely the journey of each of our guests from the moment they send us their first emails for reservation to the very end when they go back and take a look at these pictures. And it's, it's really capturing that by calculating all of their steps from a carbon perspective and utilizing the facility itself or the operation of the hotel to offset it. Because again, from a sustainability point of view, personally, and I think probably right, <laughs> it's <laughs> offsetting locally is the best way forward instead of trying to offset somewhere in a forest, let's Absolutely. say in the, you know, Puerto Rico or something yeah. like that, which is ridiculous. Yeah, totally. When we talk about sustainability um, within hospitality, for so long it's been around operations and, you know, um, plastic straws are a, a prime example. But I think recently on a consumer level, it's understood that really this should start from, from the start in terms of design and architecture. So I'm just understanding from a design and architecture perspective, what are the materials that you've been using um, with with the construction of this this hotel well i mean i kind of also when we started with the project it basically in the beginning before i was involved with the project because it started i, I kind of joined the team about six months within the project mm -hmm. and they already had uh, the architects and everyone else but yet they they kind of went in a very traditional way of looking into buildings mm. from a point of view of we're just going to design it and going to think how we're going to operate it well, I kind of reverse the process where I put all the operation up front first. I bring all the consultants, all the operational teams in the beginning of the design process mm -hmm. just to make sure that we tackle those exact issues because all due respect to my fellow architects, but yeah. we are not the best on understanding operations all the time. Yeah. Uh, and well, we this is the beauty of this scenario because yeah. you have a design and architecture background yeah. now in the developer's shoes. Which they hate me for it. <laughs> and they, they may hate you, but actually, realistically, it's like adding another um, point of view to the, to the equation. It's Absolutely. It's and, and, and I think um, also <laughs> being a hotelier on, on my third leg or whatever you want to call it, um, it's, it's course, allows me, yeah. it allows me to actually look into slightly different process of operations of, of, of building and designing a hotel. And in the end of it, from my point of view, it's always the guest or the human behind or who's going to be receiving that and who's going to yeah. be experiencing that. Has and that changed anything in that? Because you've, you've, you own it the It has. I mean, hotel. it has made a major significance on how the flow of the building happens, how the design is approached, what, how the materials are being laid out in the different areas. But I mean, in terms of your other projects that you've got, has, has working on this groundbreaking, like progressive project changed any of the operations that you have it has, it has obviously each one has uh, separate um, circumstances that one has to consider, uh, yeah. but it certainly has. And yeah. now I'm kind of revisiting certain elements and it's like, okay, I better go and do something there and try yeah. to change some of those things and uh, whether it's possible or not, it's a different story. I think it's also about the will. Um, with a lot of projects like this, there's a lot of parties involved, especially from an investor slash developer's point of view, but then the architects. Obviously, normally the designers and the architects are the most one driven and they had they, they're the easiest bits to convince that we can do better. Mm -hmm. uh, but then it comes down to, 
to money and to understanding the, the investors and what they actually want and convince them to that level. Um, and more importantly, what is actually quite interesting with Svart is the thought of everyone that thinks it's actually going to be expensive. And the reality is it's marginally more expensive than if you're doing a con kind of a normal construction process. And when you look at the value yes. outweighing the cost, actually, right. it's probably got more longevity. And in the long term, actually, it's going to end up being exactly. cheaper. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. Um, Let's talk about the design All because right. I know we got the, the um, incredible story. I think we got the exclusive that Space Copenhagen were going to be the interior designer. It's a fantastic studio, mm. but we haven't heard much since. So what can you tell us about the design <laughs> scheme inside the, the hotel? I think well, so much emphasis goes on the location. I mean, it is beautiful, the location, the architecture. I'm really intrigued to see what's going to be inside. Well, I mean, obviously now that we're with Six Senses, <coughs> so that adds another uh, layers on top That's of it. That's the next uh, announcement. <laughs> <laughs> But the point is that we had to go back a little bit onto the drawing table to incorporate certain elements. Okay. Um, and it's, I would wish I can say more in a sense that I haven't seen much either. Okay. Um, <laughs> specifically, they're keeping it very tight to themselves. Uh, so I'm very keen for the surprise. But no, generally speaking, it's really taken the emotion of the project and yeah. translated into the experience of the, of the actual space. Um, what one of the things what we're doing is linking uh, directly with our Svart Touch concept, which is a whole separate thing, but this is the whole wellness journey that we're designing within the project. And it has to be, has to flow and be translated through the interior designs as well. So the materials, the sensors, the um, once, once one thing we do is each room becomes essentially your personal butler concierge, if you like, where uh, through the wearable technology that we're currently developing, it will be able to monitor the guests kind of physical mental maybe a spiritual if you get to that level of technology mm. <laughs> but basically get all these three layers of the guests uh, specifically the physical elements where how intuitively the build the, the room can you know set up the lighting the smell yeah um really understand at what stage the guests will be going back to their room uh, also their nutritional reasons and values so everything is designed from a finishes and products are geared towards that to provide yeah. wellness uh, of the p experience and really create a better lifestyle so obviously number one thing being key is the um, low embedded carbon imprint of each of the materials but from a design perspective it's really creating this um, place of gathering um, yeah. if you like in the common areas uh, with a very soft element of escape um, and really kind of internalizing of, of the experience of each guest. So is it going to be quite neutrally toned? From a tone perspective, yes. It will, uh, well, yes and no. I think what we want to really convey is the true Scandinavian architecture and design because I think internationally we're all kind of stuck up with these very clean forms and very simple manners, which on one level is true, but actually if you look at proper Nor Nordic and Norwegian in particular interior design, you have very rich colors of you know, blues and reds and purples, uh, which you don't necessarily think of. Yeah. But tradition, especially up north, you have that uh, with the furs and um, the knitted products that they do. So taking that very more modern approach into that and also integrating, hopefully, some of the traditional semi-culture elements, but more interpreted modern in a modern way. Yeah. Um, so a lot of it will be produced locally mm -hmm. uh, with uh, local designers, I'm pretty sure 
Space have some uh, surprises for us on the uh, bespoke furniture, which yeah. I'm very excited to see. Yeah. Uh, and obviously, you know, they're very good on lighting. So lighting is going to be very important for this project in yeah. particular. Uh, one thing as well, what we're trying to convey is through the facade or the interior facade of the building, which is also glass, but really to capture the mood of the people. So we actually essentially what we're trying to create a light gallery yeah. uh, by people flowing through the corridors is the, the, the facade to censor their heat and to create this kind of really beautiful spectacle of essentially uh, uh, northern lights, but through a human body, wow. Wow. Uh, which will be kind of an interesting approach to look at that. Yeah, yeah. And let, let's talk about um, the, the technology, because how have you ensured that the technology will never feel gimmicky? Like what's, the, what, what's been the process in order to get to that point? Because technology is there to support. It's basically on the background mm -hmm. all the time. It's not in front of people. It's what we want to really reconnect people to is to the human being. Mm -hmm. So it's really about human touch and the, the, the connection with the, as we as people. And one thing that we've experienced during COVID was exactly that, is the ability that kind of distance and technology was there, but yet we still felt kind of remote. And with this being a, a wellness-focused hotel, you, you mentioned about monitoring mm. guests' journey and their, yeah. their health along the way. Is that, I, I know there was talks on, on wearables, is that still going to be Yes, so we haven't quite figured <laughs> out yet. Okay, <laughs> so I find that really fascinating because... Uh, it, it is, so... But and I think it's the type of hotel where you have to travel to get there. So you have to make the effort in order to want to have that experience. Therefore, people there will be more sort of involved open to that. and yes. open. Yeah. Yeah. Well, so one thing we're doing is, number one is I have issues with uh, wearable technologies in general that, you know, everybody talks about collecting data and everybody talks how important that is, which is great. But at the same time, nobody tells you what to do with that data. Right. So essentially what we're, aiming to achieve is to be able in very holistic, intuitive way to, by collecting the data, provide you with a solution which we integrate automatically without even you have to be involved. Think of it as, uh, I, I like giving that example, as of in the old days, hotel operations, when the you know housekeeping go to the garbage to understand which cigars and chocolates the guests like, so yeah. next time they're there, you have that. So, but we're doing it, obviously, it's slightly more evolved way yeah, yeah. Uh, and by monitoring people uh, physical condition we can very easily uh, through the nutrition's design their food menu which will be still a spectacular menu but it will be specifically designed for your body needs your body requirements to go your, let's say you want to do a, a glacier climbing but your physical condition is not quite there and the, pro the point being is that that data is analyzed by human although helped by the collected by the technology and it, it's been provided to the person by, by a person. So it's not like you meet a robot or somebody send you a screenshot. And also the worst thing in my experience is when you go to a spa uh, or, or any of these um, uh, areas is when they give you this sheet of, of, of questionnaire that you have to fill in, which none of those are relevant for you anyway. Mm, Plus, very personable. Well, that and also we all lie. I mean, yeah. we're never honest uh, when it comes to you, how many times you go to a doctor and say that you haven't had a drink in a two weeks time. <laughs> it's never happened. Um, so that's, and it's really more about being helpful to the person itself as the individual and, and what our essential end goal, because education is in the core of the whole experience anyway. So the end goal is to really a, a time of checkout to kind of showcase to the guests, you know, within your stay with five or seven days, whatever long you stay, 
we've kind of tweaked these little things in your diet and your mm. exercise in your uh, basically spy routine whatever that might be lighting sleeping all that conditions and actually your wellness or your overall health has improved by X. Yeah, monitored. And, and also what we want to do is provide them ongoing coaching, something that they can, can continuously, if they take, want to take it into day-to-day mm. normal lifestyle. Uh, yeah, to to I mean, I have to say, I've, I've seen it happen already with Six Senses, in fact. I went to the Dura Valley um, mm. pro- property quite recently and they were working with a colour um, expert essentially and then throughout the journey throughout your experience there you would do a color test so whether that be going to the spa going to the like it wasn't too intrusive at all Mm. um and then at the end of it it had the power to tell you what your overall color was or your average color for the trip Mm. but it was really introducing those sensory design experiences throughout the um hotel journey but in a really seamless way and so six senses is just such a fabulous brand to be working with with this project it Mm. makes so much sense because that was I am not going to lie to you. I was thinking, who's going to operate this hotel? (laughs) (laughs) So obviously the spa with Six Senses becomes really integral to the overall experience. So talk to us about how that's going to be incorporated within the project. Essentially, the the entire place is a spa. Of course, yeah. That's the whole goal is, is, is from starting from your room. The beauty about us is you know, you approach the hotel with a boat. So the whole welcome slash experience wow. that you're going to have, that unwinding, basically, removing uh, reception as generic hotels or any hotels will have, uh, we won't have that. Uh, so basically what's going to happen is when you arrive from the airport, you're welcome to the boat, and that boat becomes your first level of experience. That's where also space is involved to make sure that, sp- that the actual place uh, or the amb- ambience is uh, quite... Um, kind of making sure that you disconnect from your day life uh, yeah. and become so as soon as you walk into the building itself then you're entirely ready for the experiences you're going to uh, going to yeah. have there yeah. and as i said we're removing the spa the the um, um the reception by introducing essentially technical terms still um uh, basically the health concierge if you like so basically you have a host who will come to you and instead of giving you the generic tour of the place we're going to talk about you yeah and what you like and what you want and this way and that's when the the whichever tech we're going to do is going to be introduced to you and we already have enough data for you to make sure that by the time you get to your room everything is set up in the way it needs to be and then your program is ready your food start being collected and being put together yeah um and so that's also the wellness gets integrated from day one the, yeah. the spy itself it's on two stories and I have to say, it's been a quite a fascinating experience uh, working with Six Senses uh, yeah. and with Anna and their wellness team because we have some really interesting concepts over how things will go. Uh, it, it's going to be a lot of in and out experiences, um, really focusing on the Nordic spa wellness experience, which is very different than continental. Uh, in many ways, it's more of a... Um, gathering place it's it's not going and being silent it's actually quite noisy yeah. <laughs> <laughs> obviously we'll have the treatment rooms which are very different but in generally going to a sauna in the nordics it's about the people it's about the group of friends you are it's a, it's yeah. a social place it's a really creating that kind of social atmosphere i have to say though, there is no developer out there that is more dedicated to research and development of spas than you. True, <laughs> your, probably. Your social media, <laughs> you're always in and out of a spa. <laughs> you can call it that way, it's a research all the time. <laughs> um, the hotel's going to open in 2024, Four. is that right? Yeah. 
Okay, cool. Yeah. So where are you with development at the moment in terms of the um, So as I said, because we Six Senses came on board in April, mm -hmm. we just started, well, just, I mean, back in February, we started with their technical team. So there's quite a few smaller tweaks and more, I wouldn't say because the design was bad, but actually we're improving on the, on the green farm. We, I mean, the F&B concept will be phenomenal. Um, again, linked very much with the wellness as well. Um, so we had to make some of those changes and obviously with the spa, we had to increase certain areas. We have to shift some things internally. The shape is not gonna change. So ideally what we're looking at to start with um, first basically phase of construction in September, October of this year. The beauty again is that everything is prefabricated or at least 80% of the building is prefabricated, which makes things much easier from a construction yeah. point of view. <coughs> So the 24 months period is actually quite efficient. We've already gone through planning and all that is set up. Uh, so basically we're, we're ready to go. Amazing. What's been the biggest challenge up to now? Money. <laughs> <laughs> Always the way. Always. <laughs> well, Violet, honestly, it's been so lovely to talk to you and I can't wait for this project to develop. Brilliant. Fantastic. Thank you. Same, same here and looking forward to welcoming you on place. Yeah, that would be lovely. <laughs> <laughs> wow. I challenge anyone to find me a hotel project that is as innovative and as progressive as Svart. Avilo and his team have been teasing us at Hotel Designs for years about this hotel. I can't wait to see how the wellness concept as well as the authentic Scandi design details work in harmony with each other. And to be honest with you, staying in a hotel at the foot of a glacier, well, that's pretty epic. I think what sets Avilo aside from other developers, aside from his pure breath of fresh air personality, is his up-to-date knowledge and experience when it comes to design and architecture. He understands the importance of a design language that is cohesive, and I'm intrigued to see how that adds a new layer to the design DNA of the project. That's all we've got time for in this episode, but next week I'll be joined by Holly Halam, who is the Managing Director of Design LSM to explore a new era in lifestyle. Between now and then, please feel free to catch up with my movements over on Instagram. My handle is at Hotel Design Editor, and you can also follow at Hotel Designs. And in order to stay in tune with all the global hotel design developments and its landscape, just head over to hoteldesigns.net. See you next week.